Good morning, brothers and sisters. I promise I did not choose a long passage so I can preach shorter today. One of the most blessed things I get to do uh, as a pastor is to attend or serve in a funeral for our brothers and sisters. You might be thinking, you may be thinking, Pastor Ben, that's really morbid. That's really sad. There are two reasons why uh, those are blessed moments for me. The first reason is simply because I see that as a blessing that I get to walk with brothers and sisters all the way to the end. But the second reason is a little more selfish. Because every time I attend a, a funeral, the finality of death does something to my heart. If you've ever been to a funeral, you know that uh, oftentimes there are eulogy. A slideshow or a picture being shown about that person's life. But one of the things that hit me every time is that I know looking at the casket, the body in the casket, and that, that person in there at that moment can't do anything to change the course of his life. Everything is done. Everything is finished. There are nothing that you can do to or undo, redo of any part of your life. The question I want us to think about today is this. What do you want your life to be about? What do you want people to remember you for? What do you want people to say about you when you're in that casket and when I'm in that casket and all of us will be there one day? It's no surprise where Paul, uh, where uh, Moses instructs us in Psalm chapter 90, verse 12. Uh, 摩西在诗篇, 在九十篇里面告诉我们, Can you please read that? I like how Martin Luther translated this verse. He said that in German, I'm going to speak in English. Okay? He said, Lord, teach us to think about death. So that we might learn how to live now. Let's look at the end from the end in mind. How does that affect how we live today? In the passage that we read today is a very special passage. Acts chapter 20 here is the Apostle Paul knowing that he will go to Jerusalem. He will be leaving to go to Jerusalem. Here he was talking to the elders, to the leaders of the church in Ephesus. 
This is basically his last word to these people. And here he's giving his counsel, his testimony to them to encourage them to continue to live a life that is well lived. This is very important because in the book of Acts, there are, this is one of the few passages, sermons recorded toward Christians. It was many of those recorded sermons or teachings are generally toward non-believers. So the, the author of the book of Acts, Luke, probably think that this will be important for us as Christians to remember and to learn from. No one ever knew where Paul's tombstone was, if he even had a tombstone. But today we're going to look at what he said to Ephesians, and we're going to see, I'm going to speculate a little bit, five things that Paul would want to be on his tombstone. 我我我觉得从这一段他对以弗所教会的最后一这一席话来说，好像可以看出他怎么样希望他人生的墓碑上面可以有五句话。And I believe these five things would be a great thing to be said of us before the Lord in our tombstone.我也相信，如果有一天在我们的墓碑上面写了这五句话，one of the first things that Paul Paul talked about himself is this.第一个，他讲到他自己。that he has been faithful to do what Jesus has told him to do. Acts chapter 20 verse 24 says this. Twenty-four started out with, he doesn't care how dangerous the mission would be. He said, as long as I finish what Jesus has told me to do. Not more, not less. At the end of the day, that's all we're responsible for, isn't it? Finishing the assignment that God has given to you and to me. And there are two ways how people get it wrong. Some people spend their whole life not knowing that there is assignment in their lives from Jesus. They were born, grew up, went to school, go to more school, some go to even more school, but some work. They start working, hopefully have a family, get married. The other order, married, have, have children. Keep working for retirement. And hopefully retire well. And then die. Never once consider what is his or her assignment from Jesus in every stage of that life. And then there are the other group of people, the other extreme that think every assignment is for him or her. That he or she would do anything and everything, and he he or she thinks that he's the savior of the world. What struck me so much from Jesus' own prayer 
From Acts chapter, uh, from John chapter 14, verse 4. In his high priestly prayer, toward the end of his life, he prayed his long prayer, and hear what he says about himself. I should read it in English too. Earlier in the Kenny service, I did not have to read it in English, but we have English congregation. I glorify you on earth. I glorify you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. How did Jesus accomplish the work? Did Jesus really finish everything? There are still sick people who are not healed. Souls still not saved. The New Testament church hasn't even been birthed. How could Jesus say and thank God and say, I have done everything the Father has told me to do? You see, Jesus knew his assignment. God called his son here on earth for a particular assignment. Do you know your assignment? Do you know what God's assignment for you here on earth is? See, for many of us, we think success in life means more better. Get more things, do more things, accumulate more things. But you see, success, according to Jesus, is altogether a different scorecard. The Apostle Paul reminded us the real scorecard of our lives is not more better, more successful. The scorecard he gave us in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2 is this. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they may be found faithful. I like how one pastor put it in this way. That success and failures are master's vocabulary. It's the master's definition of whether something is successful or failure. But faithfulness is the concern for his servants, for his stewards. What God requires of us is to be faithful to what he calls us to do. And and faithfulness does not always look like a big thing that we have accomplished for God. For a student, faithfulness to God means you're going to work hard, study hard, do your best that you can, even if it doesn't result in an A. For a working professional, it might mean that we are going to get to work on time and then we're going to put 100% of our effort in our job. For a 
That our assignment maybe is to bless our co-workers by encouraging them, respecting them, loving them, pointing them to Jesus. For all of us who are parents, faithfulness a lot of times means I'm going to hold my tongue and not scream back at my kids. That the fruit of spirit need to ripen in my heart. That I need to show patience, kindness, goodness. 圣灵的果子有没有在我心里面成熟？我有没有表现出我的耐心、我的爱心 ？That for some of our parents, for all of our parents, your assignment is to disciple your children. 做父母的一样，你还有一个工作，就是你要让你的孩子作为门徒。Point them to Jesus and help them to grow in Jesus. 让他们在耶稣里长大，在耶稣里成熟。When I was a youth in San Diego, 当我两年轻的时候，我在圣地亚哥。My Sunday school teacher, his name is Uncle Alan. 我小时候我的主日学老师叫艾伦老师。None of you have heard of him, probably. 都没有听过他嘛，对不对 ？He was not famous. 他也不有名。He is. He was an engineer. 他是一个工程师。He's not a pastor. 他也不是牧师。He doesn't lead worship. 他也没有上台。He never rarely come on stage. 他几乎从来没有上过教会的台。But every Sunday. 但是每个星期天。Uncle Alan would show up at the church. After our worship service, he will be ready at the table for us kids to come. 每个星期天崇拜结束以后，他在教室里面等我们孩子来上他的主日学。I know this is going to be really hard for you to know、uh, to 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 tell, but I used to be a very bad kid. 我知道大家可能不相信，可是我以前很皮很皮。So I totally can relate to some of you youth who are misbehaving in in, in worship service right now. 我可以完全理解你们有一些人现在根本就不想坐在这边崇拜那种心态。I was one of those kids. 我以前就跟你们一样。But Uncle Alan every Sunday. 但是这个艾伦老师每个星期天。He would show up. 都出现。He would ask us, "How can we pray for you this week?" 他会问我做一个孩子，我这个星期要怎么为你祷告。And I know he's not just saying it. 我知道他绝对不是说说而已。Because he would ask me, "How was it the things that I prayed for you last week?" 因为他每个星期都会问我。When we were behaving, he would be teaching the scripture. When we were misbehaving, he would be faithful in teaching the scripture. One morning, Uncle Alan went to work just like he would. One morning, Uncle Alan But that day, he never made it to work. In fact, he never made it out of the garage. Uncle Alan had a sudden heart attack that morning. And I wondered that day when he met Jesus. What did Jesus say to him? Here is a normal man of God. Didn't write a book. 从来没写过一本书。No popularity. 从来没有上受过很多人的欢迎，很多人认识他。Bald head. 他头都已经秃掉了。I believe, by the work of his life, Jesus told him, "Well done, good and faithful servant." 他见到耶稣那一天，耶稣对他说：“来呀，你这个忠心良善的仆人。” See, Paul tells us. 保罗告诉我们。That we need to be faithful to what Jesus has called us to do. We need to be faithful to what Jesus has called us to do. We need to be faithful to what Jesus has called us to do. We need to be faithful to what Jesus has called us to do. We need to be faithful to what Jesus has called us to do. We need to be faithful to what Jesus has called us to do. We need to be faithful to what Jesus has called us to do. We need to be faithful to what Jes
Paul said he had told the truth and nothing but the truth to believers and non-believers. Paul said, 不管对于信主的不信主的，他都说实话。Paul was never afraid. Was never afraid in declaring the word of God to people. Paul 从来没有害怕宣告神的话。Verse twenty and twenty-seven, Acts, the book of Acts twenty says this. Ah, 使徒行传二十章二十节和二十七节有说到 says how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house. Verse twenty-seven, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. 我没有一样避讳不说的，不管是在公开场合还是私下的时候，我并没有一样避讳不传给你们的 Paul did not see himself as a theologian. Even though he's every bit of a theologian, Paul did not see himself as a good counselor, a wise sage. He 从来没有把自己当成是一个好像辅导老师、心理学咨询专家。Paul saw himself as a proclaimer of God's truth. 他把自己当作是一个传扬真理的人。He did not shrink back. In presenting the whole gospel to those who are lost. He did not shrink back by presenting the whole counsel, the whole word of God to those who live in sins as a Christian. He did not shrink back by presenting the whole counsel, the whole word of God to those who live in sins as a Christian. He did not shrink back by presenting the whole counsel, the whole word of God to those who live in sins as a Christian. He did not shrink back by presenting the whole counsel. When we have to tell people that they are living in sin, 难在哪里？你要跟人说你活在罪中。And the scripture said, without the forgiveness of sin, they will end in eternity in hell. 而且圣经告诉我们，这个罪如果没有得到赦免，我们的结局就是死，就是地狱。And sometimes it's even harder to confront brothers and sisters in Christ about their sin. 有的时候更难是难在我们自己的弟兄姐妹，你要告诉他你活在罪中。But Paul did not shrink back from declaring to them the word of God. Paul confronted the Corinthians about their sexual,、uh, their impure,、uh, impure sexuality. Paul did not shrink back from from confronting the Philippians about the conflict that they had in the church. Paul did not shrink back from confronting the men who were lazy in Second Thessalonians. Paul, uh, Paul in every letter. He confronted people with the word of God. 每一封他写的信都可以看到，他没有避讳不说，指出哪一些人活在最终。But Paul wasn't a fundamentalist. 但他也不是一个基本教义派。He doesn't use the Bible and just club people in the head and say, "Believe in Jesus, know Jesus, live better." 他不是拿着拿着那个圣经在那边宣宣告说，哎呀，你这个不够，你这个不好，你要过好一点。Because we know, even in this speech toward the elders, he said he did these things in tears. 因为他刚刚也说到，他在道别的时候对这些长老说，他用眼泪道别。Verse thirty-one. Therefore, be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to pamper you with tears. No, admonish you with tears. 他说：“你们应当警醒，纪念我三年之久昼夜不住的流泪，关怀你们吗？不是劝诫你们个人。” You see, you see the love in Paul's heart toward people. He did not want to correct them with the word of God because he's angry at them. He is not to correct them because he is angry at them. He is not to correct them because he is angry at them. He is not to correct them because he is angry at them. He is not to correct them because he is angry at them. He is not to correct them because he is angry at them. He is not to correct them because he is angry at them. He is not to corre
He ministered to them with the word of God with tears because they he knew what would happen to these people if they don't follow the word of God. He used tears to comfort people because he knew these people if they don't repent, what will happen to them. When was the last time you cried over someone's sin? Last time you cried over someone's sin. And I don't mean that their sin bothered you, affected you, or hurt you in some ways. Then you cry. Not because someone did something wrong, you cry. It's because he himself sinned. You care about him. When was the last time you cried because you see the act of sin in their lives that would ruin that person's life, and you can't bear to see them going down that 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 path? Last time you saw that person because of sin affected his life, and you see the result of his sin. If he didn't get forgiveness, it would be so terrible. And are you willing to not shrink back and present them the whole word of God? You 不愿意在这样的时候不避讳把整个福音告诉他们 ？Paul said that he was faithful to God's ministry. 保罗说他忠心。Paul also said that he told the truth. 保罗说他不避讳宣扬真理。And Paul also. Said that he pointed people to Jesus, not to himself. Paul also said he pointed people to Jesus, not to himself. He can get all the glory. He will be on Christian magazines everywhere. If he was in the newspaper, Point people to himself. But he has never pointed people to himself. Look at how Paul described himself as a leader. 看看他怎么样形容自己做一个领袖。He said, "I'm a man of humility." 他说我凡事谦卑。I'm a man of tears. 眼中又流泪。I'm a man of suffering and under trials. 我是一个受谋害的人，受试炼的人。When was the last time you heard a leader in this world describe themselves this way? Did the leaders of the world say, "Look at my bravado"? Oh, this world's leaders say, "Look at how I'm strong." Look at my power. Look at how I'm able to look at my success. Look at how I'm able to look at my success. Look at how I'm able to look at my success. This word was used over 200 times in New Testament. In the New Testament, it was used over 200. Some people translate the word humility as weakness. Weakness. 看起来好像很卑贱。A leader who is weak. 我们的领袖。But almost. 很卑贱吗 ？But every single time the word was used, humility or weakness, it was used as a as a as a good thing, as a virtue. 可是每一次圣经上提到谦卑，这个卑贱卑下的时候，是一种美德。Why would Paul do that? 为什么保罗要这样说 ？I believe Paul understood something. 我相信保罗明白一件事。He understood that our Christian service, the way we serve others, our Christian ministry is not about extraordinary people. 作为基督徒，当我们服侍人的时候，重点不是在于我们要多厉害。
That we don't do things because we're extraordinary people needing to be admired, to be honored. He understood that genuine Christian service is about pointing people to see a great Savior that can work through sinners like me and you. Like what we just sang in His mercy is more. That our great Savior can use the weakest, the vilest, and the poor. Did you know that Paul was an ancient day Osama bin Laden? Before, before he knew Jesus, he was going around killing Christians. But by the grace and the mercy of God, God flipped him upside down. The most vilest of persecutors become the champion of the faith that, that, that we, we share. See, Paul didn't want to leave an example for us to admire. He wants us to look at him and to see a savior. That is so good. And he said, I'm going to point people to that Jesus, not to me. And here's the challenging part. He said he is a man of humility. But he also said he is a man of humility, tears, and trials. You see, tears and trials are often the breaks by which God used to build the house of humility. And tears and trials is what keep us humble and so that God's power can be made perfect in our weaknesses. Not only Paul said that we need to point people to Jesus, not to ourselves. Paul also finished strong. He finished strong. At this moment of, 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 the, of the speech, he hasn't died yet. But he finished this chapter of his life strong. Look at what it says in Acts 20, 24. But I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. As I get a little older now, I give thanks to God for many who is Older than me have walked faithfully before the Lord. Because there are many who have not finished well. Aside from the Bible, there are two books that really mark me as a young Christian. 
one of the book is called Many Inspire, Few Attain. 其中一本就是这个 Is extremely small pamphlet. I wouldn't even consider it a book, actually. This, this, actually, this is very small. It's not even a book. It's just a little pamphlet. The author wrote this not not in in the view of salvation. That many people try to have salvation, want to have salvation, but very few people get it. That's not his point. This author's point is not in view of salvation. It's like you want to get salvation. He's talking about spiritual maturity. He's talking about finishing well. 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 He gave twelve reasons why many aspire to finish well, but only a few attain. He gave twelve reasons why many aspire to finish well, but only a few attain. He gave twelve reasons why many aspire to finish well, but only a few attain. He gave twelve reasons why many aspire to finish well, but only a few attain. He gave twelve reasons why many aspire to finish well, but only a few attain. He gave twelve reasons why many aspire to finish well, but only a few attain. He gave twelve reasons why many aspire to finish well, but only a few attain. The Christians want to follow Jesus, but they also want comfort. Our heart 又想要跟着耶稣，又想要过得舒服一点。They want to be faithful to all that call them to do, but they also want control. 很想要忠心的去完成耶稣给我的工作，可是又很想要得到自己能够控制我人生。They want to stand up for Jesus to declare His truth. 为耶稣站起来大声宣告。But they also want approval from men. They wanted to be open-handed with God about their lives, but they are also close-fisted with their money and resources and time. 很想要对着神把手打开，神啊，你一切给我的我都要，可是同时手又抓得紧紧的，手上的钱，所有想要的东西都不肯放掉。Every morning I pray through this acronym IOUs. 每天早上我在祷告的时候，我用这样的缩写 IOUs. There's an English saying IOU is IOU something, so. I pray this. I owe God a lot of things. English I O U 一直我欠你的意思，所以每天我祷告的时候，我就对神说我欠你的。And one of the things I pray for is the third is the letter U. Unite my heart to fear your name from Psalm eighty six eleven. U 的意思就是说把我的心能够结合起来，能够完全的归向你，顺服你，然后而且是敬畏你。Because I think you and I experience this every single day. There are a whole lot of things tucking in our heart. 很多东西在拉我们的心，要撕开来。Our marriage. 我们的婚姻。Our children. 我们的孩子。Our work. 我们的工作。Our relationship with others. 我们跟其他人的关系。Church. 我们的教会。There are billion things that are pulling our heart apart. 成千上万的事情在把我们的心撕开来。And the psalmist said, "If you want to finish well, we need to pray and ask God to put it back together, united, not for ourselves, but so that we may fear God." 诗篇这里说什么？我们要把我们的心合在一起， in other, 敬畏神。In other words, fear the one who created you and saved you. 怎么说？也可以说是我们要敬畏那个创造我们、创造世界的那一位。The finishing wall is not till the end of life. Because every one of us is either going into a season or coming out of a season. Our students are going into high school, going to college. Our young professionals are moving maybe one company to another company. As parents, we are we're tracking with our kids where they're growing as toddlers. Now they're teenagers. What a big change! You see, finishing well is not waiting till the end. Finishing well means I'm going to finish this season of my life, whatever God has called me to do. 
不是到了死才回头来看，我们行完路程是每一个阶段，我们会完成神在这个阶段叫我做的这一份工作。And as I finish well this season, God opened a different season. I need to be faithful and finish that season well as well. 我做完了，行完了这一段，忠心坚持到底路程，我准备好下一段，神要给我准备什么样的工作，再坚持下去。And last, but, last but not least, 最后 ，Paul gave more than he received. Acts chapter twenty verse thirty-five says it is more blessed to give than to receive. 使徒行传二十章三十五节，施比受更为有福。This is actually a quote from Jesus that is outside of the gospel. 这其实是耶稣从呃圣经以外的一段话。And a lot of people outside the Christian churches are familiar with this verse. 很多不是基督徒的人也都很熟悉这一段话。What if we live our lives according to this verse? 我们怎么样用这一句话来过我们的人生 ？In every relationship that we are part of, what if we give more than we seek to receive more? 我们在我们的生命中每一段关系里面，我们要怎么样给的更多 ？What would it, what would it be like when a husband submitting to Jesus and say, "I'm going to give more to my wife than I try to receive from her"? 怎么样有一个丈夫，因为他对神的顺服，告诉他自己，我要给我的太太比我从他身上得到的更多。And what would the wife? What would it be like when the wife does the same thing? Seek to give more than to seek to receive more. 做一个太太的也是为着耶稣，我要找机会，我要给我的先生更多，多过他能给我的。What would it be like for students here, for children here, that you seek to give more to your parents than you seek to receive more from your parents? 你有没有想过？我要怎么样给我的爸妈多过于他们给我的 ？What would that look like for our money, for our career, for our resources that we seek to give more than to receive more？ 对我们的钱，对我们的工作，对我们人生的资源，怎么样？我们去可以看见我们自己给的更多，拿的比较少。How did Paul learn to do this？ 保罗怎么学到的 ？I think by quoting Jesus, we know where he got it from. Because Jesus gave his all. To someone like me. To someone like all of us here. He gave when we were not deserving for him to give. Remember Paul. Remember that persecutor? 那个啊，恐怖主义的那恐怖分子吗 ？He deserved death. 他该死的。But he received so much more. 可是他今天得到的多多了。He received life. 他得到永生。And because he has a full life from Jesus. 就是因为他从耶稣得到这么丰富的生命。Was giving up a little money. 啊，那给一点钱。Was giving up a little time. 给一点时间。And Paul said, "What's giving up my own life? Give up my own life. I have a better life coming. See, Jesus teaches us, and Paul lived out that it is more blessed to give than to receive. Jesus 教我们，而保罗活出来就是施比受更有福。I think our English congregation probably knows this by now,、uh, but for our Mandarin congregation, one of my favorite missionary, his name is C.T. Studd. 啊、uh, ，我想我们英文部弟兄姐妹可能都知道啊，国语部可能还不知道。我个人最欣赏的一位传教士就是这一位 Stud。He was a three-time missionary. 他做三次传教士。He went to China. 去中国
Then went to India. Then he ended up in Africa. When everyone told him, don't go to Africa. He ended up dying, choosing to die in Africa. He wrote a beautiful, beautiful poem. I don't have time to read the whole thing. You can look it up. It's called Only One Life. But one of the most famous, most well-known line from that poem is this. Only one life. Twill soon be past. Only what's done for Christ will last. One life. Only what's done for Christ will last. How do we live for Christ? I apologize for the formatting here. Be faithful to what God has called you to do. As spouse, as a worker, as a church member, as a child, as a parent, whatever assignment that God has given you, be faithful. And tell the truth of God to everyone. And as you are doing this, point people to Jesus. Because we have a great Savior. And finish strong in every season of our lives. And live to give more than what to give more than to receive. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for your loving kindness in our lives. And God, as we observe communion, we are reminded that how unworthy we were to receive your grace and mercy. That Father, you send your one and only Son to die on the cross for us. To do what we cannot do on our own. To pay for our sins. To give what we cannot get on our own, our salvation. And three days later, Jesus raised from the tomb. And as such, now we have hope for eternal life. God, I pray that we will all be faithful to you. God, we pray that we will be the heralder of your truth. As we come across others, help us to point them toward you, Jesus. Help us decrease and you increase. And help us to finish strong in every season of our lives. 
And as you have been given us so much, help us to give more than we receive. Lord, we look forward to the one day we see you again. May you call us well done, good and faithful servant. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.